Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. The second coming of Christ. Yes, this podcast episode is going to be about the second coming of Christ. It's going to be a short episode, brothers and sisters, but it's going to have a big impact. The Bible, brothers and sisters, is not about what you can talk, but what you can prove. And I intend to prove the second coming and how brutal in detail it truly is. It is why preachers don't preach it in the first day of the week churches. And also it is why they tell their members not to go to the Old Testament. So stay tuned to this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, that will be titled The Second Coming of Christ. All praises to the Most High, you children of Israel, brothers and sisters, I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. The buildings on the corner that we call churches are often silent about the second coming of Christ. They've even given it its own title, calling it the secret rapture. But in this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to take a look at what Christ spoke of in the book of Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 29. And then we're going to go back and forth to the first and second testament to get what the prophets saw along with the apostles and even Christ himself. So let's open up the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. Matthew 24, verse 29 says this. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now, there is a lot in that verse, brothers and sisters. Now, I've done a, a podcast episode that was titled who was who was in the tribulation again you know it's it's a question mark why went over scripture showing that from the beginning of the bible to the end of the bible no other nation was in tribulation except for the children of israel let's get the book of daniel chapter 12. daniel chapter 12. i just want this one verse because I'm not going to make this podcast episode really long. You know, I was talking to my wife and she said that, you know, my podcast episodes have a lot of scriptures in them. And that, um, you know, a lot of times someone new comes up and I'm teaching them like they've been uh, listening to me for a very long time. So she said, the best thing to do is right now go down to about 30 minutes and you know, at least get someone who's first uh, attending to these podcasts to, you know, get less, less scriptures, I should say. Book of Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. Daniel 12, verse 1 says, And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. Now, brothers and sisters, it says thy people. And you're going to see that thy people again later on in the podcast episode. But I want you to look at what thy people is, according to what this verse is saying. Thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in a book. So Daniel sees the time of trouble for thy people. And in the uh, podcast episode that I done titled the, Who Was in the Tribulation, brothers and sisters, one nation, the children of Israel, 12 tribes, the sons of Jacob were the only ones in the tribulation. Now, Christ said in Matthew 24, verse 29, that the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Now, I want you, that phrase, I want you to keep in mind. Let's go to the book of Isaiah 13. Because, brothers and sisters, the prophets also 
saw the very same thing Christ is describing, but they have a little bit more detail to it. A little bit more detail. We're going to two places, by the way. And again, brothers and sisters, if you are first, is this your first time tuning into these podcast episodes? One thing that you will figure out about me is that I jump from place to place. Now, I don't jump from place to place to prove that I know the Bible. I jump from place to place to prove my point. And when I go back into the Old Testament, I'm showing you, brothers and sisters, that many ministers who say that the Old Testament is done away, look out for them. They are in blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. And I say that because when we go to 2 Peter, 2 Peter, you have to watch out for these ministers because what they do is they like to try to tell you that the Old Testament is done away because the podcast episode that we're doing today, how graphic it is, you cannot teach that to your people on early Sunday morning. There won't be much bow jangling and clapping of the hands when you start teaching these scriptures that they've been hiding in the Sunday church for a long time. But I want to hit one verse. Second Peter chapter two. No, second Peter, excuse me, chapter one, verse 21 says this. For the for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God, as they at God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna read that again. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, what that means, brothers and sisters, is the prophets had the Holy Ghost. How can your pastor tell you not to read something or from a testament when those of that testament had the Holy Ghost? If he tells you that the Old Testament is done away, he's telling you that the Holy Ghost is done away. And they have created their own fictitious understanding about the Holy Ghost. And it usually starts in Acts 2 and 5, speaking in tongues. Simplicity. This is why, you know, brothers and sisters, I, I know that I suppose we're going to Isaiah 13, but I want to touch one more scripture. This is why the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 22 says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. See, brothers and sisters, fools are the unlawful. People that do not like keeping God's laws are fools. Watch this. Proverbs 24, verse 9 says, The thought of foolishness, which is a fool, is sin, transgression. And the scorner, which was talked about in uh, Proverbs 1, verse 22, and the scorner is an abomination to the Lord. An abomination is a hated sin to the Lord. The Lord hates that a scorner, a pretender, a faker. Let's get to the book of Isaiah, chapter 13, verse 9. Watch this, brothers and sisters. You're going to see the same thing you saw in Matthew, chapter 24, verse 29. Isaiah 13, verse 9 says this. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger. Now, we... They, I, I told you they altered the nature of God. I've not done a podcast episode. If you can search for it, that was uh, titled, Does God Hate? And brothers and sisters, God hates. He hates. When you look at the book of Psalms, chapter 5, David, again, according to Matthew, chapter 12, verse, not, excuse me, I'm sorry, Mark, chapter 12, verse 36, Christ said, Mark 12, 36, Christ said that David spake by the Holy Ghost. 
And you can find more evidence of that in Psalms 51, verse 11 through 13. In 2 Samuel 23, verse 2. Yet spirit. So when he wrote in Psalms 5 and 5, Psalms 5 and 5, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. So God hates sinners, the workers of iniquity. Iniquity is sin. God hates. Let's look at Psalms chapter 11. I just want to get a couple of verses to show you it's written in the Bible. Psalms chapter 11, verse 7. No, let's let's go up to verse 5. I'm in the wrong verse. Psalms chapter 11, verse 5 says, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. See, God does not love a constant transgressor. He hateth. Now, they might try to pass over these scriptures by giving you philosophy and vain deceit after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. That's Colossians 2 and 8. This is what they'll do. Like much as they do in other scriptures, as it says in 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16. They wrestle with scriptures. They do not understand how to put them together. And especially the second coming of Christ, which is kind of dramatic. Isaiah 13, verse 9 again. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, land, and he shall destroy the sinners out of it. Verse 10. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light, and the sun shall be darkened in his going forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. This is exactly the same thing Christ said. The sun shall be dark and the moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven. Matthew 24, 29. But Isaiah sees what Christ was talking about in a little bit more detail. So we know according to verse 9, the transgressors of the law are in trouble. Those that keep Sunday, Easter, Christmas, all of these things that the Bible does not talk about doing and as we know in, in uh, uh, romans chapter 6 verse 23 the wages of sin is death first john 3 and 4 says sin is transgression of the law that is the definition of sin first john 3 and 4 so the first thing we know in verse 9 is that all that don't keep the law are in trouble verse 10 talks about the sun being darkened, the moon and the stars not giving their light. Verse 11. And I will punish the world for their evil. Hmm. And the wicked for their iniquity. Sin. The iniquity is sin. I'm going to punish. Again, he repeats it. And will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And will lay low the haughty and the terrible. Verse 12, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Now, brothers and sisters, when he said I will make a man more precious, you're going to find out what Christ means by I'm going to make a man more precious. Pay attention brothers and sisters. This is almost as graphic as nuclear war, which is going to happen. Remember when the Bible says something, brothers and sisters, it means what it says. In uh, Isaiah 34, 16, let's stay in the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah says in Isaiah 34, 16, seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. The one of these are prophecies. None shall want her mate. You cannot mate this with any understanding of what these ministers are talking about. The only way it's going to happen is the way you read it. For my mouth has commanded, and his spirit, and the Lord's spirit has gathered them. All the prophecies are in this Bible. Trust what is written, not 
what a man says about it. This pre-tribulation, post-tribulation, mid-tribulation, all that's out of man's mind. You don't see a pre-tribulation, the word pre, mid, or post when it comes to tribulation in this Bible. You don't see it. It's malarkey, brothers and sisters. There's only one tribulation, one second coming of Christ. And it's being described right here. Back to Isaiah 13, we're going to read verse 12 again. And I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophira. Verse 13, therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall be moved out of her place. And in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Verse 14, and it shall be as a chaste roe. A chaste roe is a chaste deer. And at and as a sheep that no man taketh up, they shall every man turn to his own people and flee every one unto his own land. See, brothers and sisters, once these things come, won't be no democracy of all races then. People are going to scatter away from each other, just like I described in Malachi chapter 4. All nations, once this day comes, brothers and sisters, God is going to separate the people. Whites won't be with blacks anymore. Chinese won't be with whites. Chinese won't be with blacks. All that's, that's, all that's gone. Watch this. And it, says, and it says, verse 15, everyone that is found shall be thrust through. And everyone that is joint unto them, that's the wicked, shall fall by the sword. God is going to kill. You understand what I'm saying, brothers? God is going to kill. When his son's returns, he's sending his son to regulate things on the earth. This is why your nation and their churches don't want to teach you the truth. Let's get the book of Jeremiah. Let's take a look at what Jeremiah saw. Jeremiah saw something too. Let's get the book of Jeremiah 25, 25 verse 31. He saw the second coming of Christ too. Watch this. Now remember, when we talked about the nuclear warfare, some of this has something to do with that as well. But in the midst of that, Christ is going to take a people out before th these things happen. See, it's not only going to be by nuclear warfare, but Christ is going to do a lot of killing as well. Watch this. Jeremiah 25 verse 31 says this, a noise, a noise shall come even to the ends of the earth. For the Lord hath a controversy with the nations. He will plead with all flesh. He will give them that are wicked the sword. There it is again, the unlawful, saith the Lord. Remember Proverbs chapter 28 verse 4 says, he that turneth his ear for, away from hearing the law, Proverbs 28 and 4. Let's read that real quick. I want to drill this in your head, brothers and sisters. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 4. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. So you forsake the law, you praise the wicked. The wicked don't keep the law. This is all your Sunday churches pretending. Philippians 1.18, some do it by pretense and others by sincerity and truth. Remember that. Jeremiah 25, verse 31. A noise shall come up even to the ends of the earth, for the Lord has a controversy with the nations, and he will plead with all flesh, and he will give them that are wicked the sword, saith the Lord. Verse 32. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil shall come, go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised from up from the coast of the earth. This whirlwind is what we were talking about in Isaiah 13, verse 5, the nuclear war. That's the whirlwind. Watch this. Verse 33. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day, the day of his coming, 
from one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth, they shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be as dung, which is human waste, cow waste, whatever, upon the ground. From one end of this huge planet, from the other, there will be dead, death, death, continuous death. Let's get some more. Let's get, let's get some more. In case you don't believe, let's get the book of Joel three fifteen. Joel three fifteen, and and brothers and sisters, that is what I meant when I was talking about in Isaiah five verse twelve that he's going to make more man more precious than gold, fine gold. That's what I meant. I'm going to show you what that means. This is what it means. Death. Won't be many men left around. See, this is what the Sunday churches are told to hide. Secret rapture. No, the Bible doesn't describe Christ coming in secret. It describes him being seen when he comes and not the third or fourth coming, but the second. The book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. I just want to get this point. The book of Hebrews chapter. Now which one did I want? The book of Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 28 says. Hebrews 9 verse 28 says. So Christ was, was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him he shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation the second time the second the second the second time not the third or fourth the second time two times he already he came once to die for our sins the second coming is being described right now Let's get the book of Joel 3. Joel. Let's look at the prophet Joel. Now, here, here are prophets that have the Holy Ghost. Holy men that were moved by God's Spirit. Joel chapter 3, verse 15 says this. Let's read it. The sun and the moon shall be darkened. Hmm. Same thing Christ said. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. Verse 16, the Lord shall also, the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall be shaken. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. That's his people. His people. Christ said the same thing. Let's go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 30. And when and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth mourn. Now I want you to understand something. All the tribes of the earth mourn. There's going to be a sign, as it says in verse 30, that Christ is going to appear. You're seeing part of that sign now. The truth is coming out. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Watch verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, 
Brothers and sisters, you cannot get a pastor to tell you by scripture who the elect are. Remember, Amos chapter, I mean, not Amos, but Joel 3.15 says, the 16, 15 and 16 says the same thing Christ was saying in Matthew 24.29. It says, the sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall be withdraw, withdraw their shining. Verse 16 of Joel chapter 3, and the Lord, sh the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens. And the earth shall shake, but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So when we go back to the elect in Isaiah, let's go back to the elect. Isaiah chapter 45. Let me show you who his elect is. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 4 says, For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect. I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. So though, though thou hast not known me, it's talking about when we began to disobey God and not keep his commandments falling victim i should say i call it victim up under the heathenous practices like we are today because to know god is to keep the commandments that's first john 2 verse 3 and 4 that's to know god so joel sees the same thing christ describes same thing christ describes it's not hard to understand brothers and sisters it was saw. Let's get the book of Isaiah. Let's go back to the prophet Isaiah. Real quick. The prophet Isaiah 26. Verse 21. This says this. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Brothers and sisters, when the Lord returns out of heaven, there's going to be death and a rate in which you wouldn't be able to imagine. Let's go back to the book of Nahum. Nahum. I read this in the first, um, well, not the well, not the first, but the last podcast episode that I had done, um, where it was talking about nuclear war, but. In the midst of the nuclear war, Christ will take his people out before all of this takes place. And what the nuclear war doesn't kill, Christ is going to kill the rest. Now, do, do Christ need the nuclear war to happen for him? No, this is Christ bringing the nations against one another. And destroying one another as it has been pictured all over the Bible and have not been read in these buildings on the corner. Nahum chapter 3 verse 3 says, The horsemen lifted up both the bright sword and the glittering spear, and there is a multitude of slain, a great number of carcasses, and there is none in of their corpses they stumble upon corpses Be verse 4 because of the multitude of thy whoredoms of the well-favored harlot see the united states is a harlot the statue of liberty holds up a light yes the light of the wicked the light of a wicked nation 
That's why Proverbs 13 and 9 says that the light of the wicked shall be put out. That When that missile comes, brothers and sisters, that's going to be all of that. The mistress of witchcrafts, getting you to believe the philosophies of the Bible that they came up with instead of what the words actually says. And sell the nations through a whoredoms. Make nations do the things that they don't want to do. Like forcing sodomy on them. Different types of... Um, if they don't do what the United States wants, they sanction them. Different types of things like that. And families through her witchcraft. This is one of the things that this nation does over and over again. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. After the break, we're going to conclude the second coming of Christ. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Once again, I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Before the break, we were in the book of Nahum, Nahum chapter 3. We had read, excuse me, verse 4, and now we're going to read verse 5. And then we're going to get another perspective on the second coming of Christ from a prophet. Brothers and sisters, these prophets saw the second coming of Christ, and it is being hid from the eyes and mind of the people. Verse 5 of Nahum Chapter 3, Nahum 3, verse 5. Behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness. Now, the nakedness, according to the Bible, means sins. Sins. I'm going to show the nations your sins. Let's get the book of, to prove that, let's get the book of Exodus 32. See, God is going to expose this nation and other nations' sins at the second coming. I want to get this for an example. Naked. It says this. I'm going to get two, two chapters with, with one verse. It's the first chapter and verse. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Now wait. It says Aaron had made them shame. So the nakedness brought shame. When we look at the book of Jeremiah 3, Jeremiah 3 verse 25 says this, We lie down in our shame, and confusion covereth us. It's talking about the children of Israel when we disobey God. For we have sinned against the Lord our God and our fathers from our youth even until this day. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord is his laws, according to Deuteronomy 13, verse 18. See, brothers and sisters, the Bible is consistent in what it says. What it says from one point, it says to the other point. Let's go to the book. Let's go to the second scripture that I was going to bring up about nakedness. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles 28. Second Chronicles 28, verse 19. Second Chronicles 28, 19. Brothers and sisters, we must read the Bible. We must consistently read the Bible. Second Chronicles 28, verse 19 says, For the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz, the king of Israel. For he made Judah naked and transgressed sore against the Lord. So the nakedness that is talked about and the shame is the continual blaspheme Of the name of the Lord thy God. Psalms 94 verse 20. And I know I'm moving through the verses and chapters. But I'm going to show you what I'm, what, 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 what God is talking about. It says this. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee. 
which frameth mischief, which is sin by a law. This is Psalms 94, verse 20. David writes this, Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? Laws. This is a nation that could frame sin by putting them into law. Who does that? This nation, the United States. Now, a lot of people say, well, why would you teach against the United States? Why would you teach against the United States? Why not just do what the rest of the preachers do and just go ahead on and have them take the COVID shot and not have faith in the Lord? See, that's what I'm saying. But what happened to the faith in the Lord? So many Christian Sunday church members taking the COVID shot within the snap of a finger. Black churches take the COVID shot. Where is the faith now? Don't they know God can keep you alive in any condition? No, they don't believe that now. They believe in the system. And that very same system are the system that control these Sunday churches. The throne of iniquity making everything, bringing everything into law. Abortions, sodomy. Now they're coming up with this new hate crime bill that's against, how long did that take? And how many people have that has that affected? The brothers and sisters, I'm not going to talk politics, but I'm going to show you this, or I'm going to say this. It's very hard to separate politics from religion very very hard if you're going to say you're one nation under God and your pledge of allegiance then you've already stated your morale was under God but it's been blasphemed the whole time Everything you've done was from your own heart and from sin. This is what God is talking about in Nahum 3, verse 5. Let's get the book of Habakkuk. The book over Habakkuk. Let's see what he saw about the second coming. Let's see what he saw. We're going to start in verse 11. The book of chapter 3, verse 11. It says, The sun and the moon stood still in their habitation, and the light of thine arrows they went, and the shining of thy glittering spear. There's that glittering. What is the glittering spear? The glittering spear is the nuclear missile. The prophets, they, they didn't call, there was no missile in the Bible. They saw a long spear-like, arrow-like device going through the air, and it was glittering. The glittering is the fire that's coming out of the back. Verse 12, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 12. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. This is Lord again coming behind it. And thou didst thresh the heathen, uh-oh, the heathen in thine anger. Thou wentest forth, verse 13, for the salvation of thy people. There it is again, brothers and sisters. Now remember, back in Isaiah. See, a lot of people think when Christ returns to get his people from the destruction that these things are going to bring to pass, that all people are going to go up into the air. No, brothers and sisters. Thy people. Thy people, the children of Israel, shall go up. This is why your churches continue to keep this secret. The rapture in secret, <laughs> them not teaching you, them, them keeping it a secret is what's secret. The book of three and verse. 
13 again. Now, I, I, before we read this, the thy people, excuse me, if I didn't, if I said it wrong, I'm going to correct myself, was in Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1. That's why I said I'm going to elaborate when we go on by the end of this podcast episode. There's thy people again. It was in Daniel, chapter 12, verse 1, the, the time of trouble as if never was before. And this is what it's going through. You think it's going to be a time, one period of no, the tribulation is a long time. Look, the tribulation for the what I know is the Native American so-called, the black and Hispanics have been hundreds of years, a time that you've never saw on earth with a people that's continuing on. Habakkuk 3, verse 13. That one is forth for the salvation of thy people. Even the salvation, even for salvation with thine anointed, thou woundest the head out of the horse of the wicked. Again, there's the unlawful. Thy discover thy, by discovering the foundations into the neck, showing him the shame. We just read this. We just read this, brothers and sisters, in Nahum, saying the same thing. Verse 14. Thou didst strike through with the staves of the head of his villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. This is talking about Christ. Because the war is actually going to be a war. They're going to try to scatter Christ, but watch this. Their rejoicing was to devour the poor secretly. Now remember Jeremiah 3 Jeremiah 5, verse 3 and 4 talk about the poor not knowing their God. Let's get that poor again. This is what they do, brothers and sisters. This is what they do. This is what makes us poor as a people. I'm not excluding myself from it, but this is what makes us poor. I'm going to read one verse. The book of Jeremiah. I'm going to read two verses. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. It says this, O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou have consumed them, but they have not, but they have refused to receive correction, which is in the law. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. To return is to return to the Lord according to Nehemiah 1 verse 9 and to his commandments. We refuse the children of Israel to return to his commandments. We keep going by philosophies, different types of ways to protest, and everything this man thinks of us to do, we keep going by that instead of returning to the book. Therefore, verse 4, I said, surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. See, since we don't know the Bible, since we don't know the law, we're poor. And they know how to take advantage of that, especially in these first day of the week buildings. Verse 15. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine arrows, the sea with thine horses, through the heaps of great waters. Now, the sea is not talking about water here. Isaiah 57, verse Let's take a look at this. Isaiah 57. And verse 20 says this. But the wicked are like a troubled sea. When it cannot rest, those waters cast up mire and dirt. So the sea Christ is talking about. You got to look at this in a similitude. It's talking about the wicked and the waters. Christ is going to go through the wicked. Through those wicked nations, through these wicked countries that have tormented his children that were scattered all over the four corners of the earth. Verse 16. When I heard my belly trembled, my mind. Proverbs 20, 20 verse 27. I'm going to show you. It did not hit. He's not talking about his belly. He, no, Proverbs 
chapter 20, verse 27 says this. The spirit of a man is a candle to the Lord. The spirit of the man is your mind, searching the inwardmost parts of the belly. The belly is the mind in this verse. My lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones. This is what Habakkuk felt like. Habakkuk fell this way. The prophet, or they call it Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, whichever one you want, however you pronounce it, entered into my bones. And I trembled in myself that I might rest, be dead, stay dead in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Who are the troops? The angels. The Lord, what the Bible says, when he invades them, these people, with his troops, the second coming of Christ. The prophet was in fear of that day. Fear. It scared the prophets when they saw that day. Yet you got these churches pretending like they want the Lord Jesus to come. No, it's all an act. Pretense. Pretense. Because they know the day he comes, nations will have to bow down or be destroyed. I got a couple of more verses, brothers and sisters. I want to go back to the book of Amos 2 and 9. Amos chapter 2, verse 9. Let me show you something. Amos 2 and 9 says this. It says in the book of Amos, it said, yes, I destroyed, I ain't, wait a minute, I might be in the wrong place, brothers and sisters. I may be in the wrong place. Let's see. I think I'm in the wrong place, brothers and sisters. I did not want that verse. I wanted Habakkuk 2 and 9. I wanted to go back to Habakkuk or Habakkuk 2 and 9. I'm going to show you this. You talk about Space Force. You talk about them always wanting to try to see if they can make Mars a living quarters or the space a living quarters. Why do they do that? Why do they want to make space a living quarters? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 9. Woe unto him that covereth an evil covetous. I'm telling you that coveteth with an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. See, this nation thinks, and all the world thinks, that they can go to another planet and be delivered from the second coming of Christ. What is their space force for? What is their, What are they searching to go on other planets for? You tell me. It ain't because they want to try to see if we can find another inhabitable place. No, they're trying to escape or be delivered, thinking they're going to be delivered from the power of evil, the second coming of Christ. This is what they're trying to avoid. This is what they're doing it for. You just They're telling you something, and inside their hearts is going to be something else. Matthew chapter 13, final chapter and verse on this short podcast episode. Matthew chapter 13, verse 40 says this. Here's Christ. As, as therefore the tares are gathered and burned with fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. Verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them that do iniquity. Again, brothers and sisters, I don't know what you think you know about the Bible, but if you are in sin, you are gone.
that old phrase, the first destruction was by water, second by fire, you're reading it now. Let me stop there. Malachi 4 and 1. Let me show you what Christ is talking about. See, the prophet saw Malachi. He saw it. All of them saw it, brothers and sisters. You continue to let your pastors tell you all of them saw it. Watch this. Malachi 4 and 1. It says, Behold, the day cometh, the day of the Lord. The day cometh. This is talking about the day of the Lord. Malachi 4 and 1. Behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And the proud, yea, all them that do wickedly sin shall be stubble in that day. They shall, <laughs> listen, in that day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Death, 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 death. Matthew, back to Matthew chapter 13, says this. And shall cast them, Matthew 13, verse 42, Matthew 13, verse 42. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire, Malachi 4 and 1. We just read it. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth, pain. But thank God for verse 43. Then shall the righteous, the ones that keep the law, shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, unto their of, of their father. Who has ears? Let him hear. Brothers and sisters, I hope you have ears to hear this message. There is good news for us that keep the law. There is good news. Luke 1 verse 6 is going to tell us who the righteous is. And this is New Testament. Luke 1 and 6 says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. This is where we want to be, brothers and sisters. We have to overcome. The second coming of Christ is brutal. And as you saw here, it's not something that you want to be on the wrong end of. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Until next time, peace be out to you.